Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to Life Point. I am so glad to be here with my associate pastor, uh, Pastor TJ. Uh, he's going to be sharing most of the time today, and I'm going to be, and tomorrow, and maybe the next day, as I was out of town and he did a sermon that was terrific. And I want you to hear it, but I'm also going to intervene with some, and so we can talk about it. So anyway, uh, welcome, Pastor TJ. Thanks for having me. And tell me about your sermon on Sunday, <laughs> a few Sundays ago. Yeah, so got an opportunity. We had kind of just come off as you were teaching. We did a group study with the movie Overcomer. And so we kind of had some of these things that uh, we were kind of tying together. We just finished small groups. And um, one of the main takeaways from being an overcomer by definition was kind of through the movie was being an overcomer from a dire situation. We saw that in the main character, Hannah. Um, but then I kind of took a little spin on that as I pivoted a little bit and said, what is an eternal overcomer? And so for that mindset, there was two questions I came away with that hopefully we garnered from that. Well, one thing I want to say uh, before you go further is, folks, if you have not seen that movie, it's still out. You can go watch it. Uh, Overcomer, it is a wonderful Christian movie that I think it would touch your life. Absolutely. I mean, it was it was good, and, and everyone that we talked to had a great response to it. But two of the things that we wrestled with with the questions was, who is God? And when you know Christ, we become an overcomer in him because the one who overcame death, hell, and the grave is living inside of us. And then kind of that second question that a lot of the people, whether that was Coach Harrison or Hannah in the movie, they had to ask the second question is, who am I? And you need to find your identity in the one who created you kind of part and parcel with that first question. And so, you know, we saw some of those wonderful things take place in the movie. We saw the need for salvation that was kind of there. We saw Hannah dedicate her life. Um, and salvation is just not a ticket to eternity, but it actually transforms your identity while you're here on earth. And so you kind of have these things that even though we're talking about eternal rewards and, and how that looks and plays out, um, it actually transforms you here. And we saw that when the principal kind of was talking with Hannah and leads her into a relationship with Christ in that salvation moment, because, uh, you know, spoiler alert, throughout that movie, we kind of see this girl that was given that title of a difficult situation, no mom, no dad, and all those different things that were happening. Um, and in fact, I kind of allude to, she had the long-term borrowing program that she kind of <laughs> yeah. collection. Yeah. And so she had these things that she kind of borrowed. And as that salvation took root in her life, so to speak, that she was able to kind of give some of those things back to those people. She was changed and not just in an eternal mindset, but also what she was doing here. And so, um, one of the things I highlighted was a pivotal point for her in that movie in her salvation was she was asked, who am I? And so she kind of gets back into that movie. There's a spot where she comes into the art kind of room and, and they're having theater and, and all these things. And she says, ask me who I am. And coach looks at her, coach Harrison's kind of like, what do you mean? It's ask me who I am. And then she goes into this dialogue that I thought was powerful um, because she could declare her faith. And so in declaring her faith, she said, I am created by God. I like that. I'm created by God. And sometimes we forget in the beginning was God and God created the heavens and the earth. And you think about how God <clears throat> created Eve from Adam. I mean, we were all created by God. Well, why wouldn't we go to God, the creator? If you want, if you want to have help in life, 
You yeah. Know? But it's something you have to recognize, and I think a lot of people don't even think about that. Right. Or in Hannah's situation, sometimes we talk about it, we have a God-sized hole, and she was trying to fill it with all the other things of this world, whether that was, I wish that I had a mom, I wish that I had a dad, I wish that I had this picture perfect. She had this picture she carried around with her that was kind of like, hey, this is my ideal outlook. But she goes on to describe that a little bit more. Um, He designed me, so I am not a mistake. Well, that's a good one for us to remember because sometimes we say, I think I was just a mistake. Like, for instance, TJ, I was six years after my my last brother. I was an accident. I was not supposed to be. Mom and dad did not plan me, you know, and I plus I was a big accident, 9.2 pound accident, you know, it turned out to be the biggest of the boys. But uh, you know what? God designed it. God knew. God knew that he had a plan for me and he's had a plan all along. And I've been able to fulfill that like he's had a plan for you and your your years and and you yeah, got a little interesting background, a, a, a Samoan dad and a Ukrainian mom, and <laughs> and you end up uh, uh, in an interesting life story with uh, who you are and where you've been from from the sports world to the corporate world to the pastoral world. I mean, you know, it's interesting. You probably wouldn't have saw that design early on. I I doubt. No. And I mean, even as you alluded to, just the nature of the cultural differences between my parents, uh, oftentimes, you know, nowadays, uh, designer dogs, you talk about design, designer dogs are made up that way. We uh, were blessed to get a a dog from our youth pastor, Max. He gave us... Yeah, you were blessed. (laughs) (laughs) He gave us this dog that is a... an Aussie poo. So he's Australian shepherd and poodle mix. And sometimes I kind of feel that way. Like who would mix a Ukrainian and a Samoan, just like who's creating these dogs that uh, put them together. But again, that's happening by design. Uh, Whether that's in the breeder part or man, even more so, like you said, where God has ordained and called us into these different things, man, that's, that's awesome. That's right. So he has the, the next line that she says is his son died for me just so I can be forgiven. And that's something to Man. recognize that we are forgiven, that no matter what we've done. I've had people say to me, Pastor, I've done so much. If you knew my background, you know that I could never be forgiven. I said, no. God says, I'll forgive sin. I will forgive your sin, and I will not only forgive it, I will forget it. It is in a sea of forgetfulness. And um, I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, and he's kind of that pursuant God, right? Like. Like I say, he will take the 999 steps if we wander a thousand from him, if we will take that one and repent to go back to him. Like that's that's how much he loves us. I think of like that song, he is jealous for me, uh, loves like a hurricane because the imagery to me is like, he pursues me and he wants me. I mean, that's his desire, but ultimately it comes down, man, do I accept that salvation? Do I understand what took place on that cross? And forgiveness is such a huge element. I mean course, in our spiritual life, but in who we are as people. In fact, I got a sermon that I've just recently shared that uh, talks about the forgiveness that the blockade we have between us and God as many times as we hold on to a lack of forgiveness. We need to be forgiving each other. A lot of marriages are uh, struggling because a spouse is not forgiving another spouse. And I'm telling you, forgiveness is not only a key in your salvation, but is a key in your spiritual growth. Absolutely. The next line she says is, he picked me to be his own, so I am chosen. So she felt special. Yeah. I mean, that she realized that she was special, that God had chosen her for a reason, just like God has chosen you and chosen me for a reason and and had a purpose in mind. 
you know, I we've done a study in the past about being purpose led, and uh, you know, so important to understand that you know God chose us, and folks, are we fulfilling that purpose? And and hopefully we are. And her next line, he redeemed me, so I am wanted. How many of us need that? So many people feel unwanted. So many people feel like they're castaways. Well, I just don't have what you have. I wasn't raised like you. You know, I, I always talk about being raised in such a great household, which I was, and I didn't go through the issues a lot of people went through. I didn't even go through a lot of the temptations a lot of people went through because I really was in a godly, godly home, which I am very grateful for. But but there's other people that can understand things better than me because they've been through a lot greater trials. But knowing this, that uh, you know what? God has a plan and that God will see us through those things. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of when you have that perspective, you can really start to dispel some of those footholds that Satan wants to try to put in your life to cause you to stumble, to be like, oh, I'm not wanted. I'm not adequate. I'm not chosen. I'm not forgiven. All these things we're talking about. But, man, there's so much there because it goes into that next part. And, And why are those things taking place? She says, he showed me grace just so I could be saved. So grace, unwanted favor, the God's favor on our lives, the unde- it's not unwanted favor, undeserved favor, is that God uh, loved us so much that he, he sent his son Jesus Christ so we could we could have the Savior, we could have forgiveness. I think of the thief on the cross, you know, just that day. The man lived in sin his whole life, was a crook, a criminal his whole life. And that day he just turned to Jesus and said, Jesus, remember me. And Jesus said, today, you will be with me in paradise. And he was going to heaven. Somebody said, well, man, you got to work. You got to have all these works. I went to a funeral one time. It was a different religion. They were sharing religion. They said, well, we just, we haven't done enough. We haven't done enough. Jesus already did it. He's done enough. And that and that that crook is receiving the grace of God just because he believed. That's such a humble concept, though. It's unwarranted, undeserved that that takes place. And the next line is, he has a future for me because he loves me. Man, that's such an awesome thing. And then when you think of that, you know, we're both fathers and a father's perspective of loving. Um, man, that is, is such a powerful thing. And then she kind of just sums that up a little bit here of, so I don't wonder anymore, Coach Harrison. I am a child of God. Amen. And then she kind of just says, like any high schooler probably would, her last line is, I just wanted you to know. <laughs> Isn't that great? We need people to know that. But, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, he said he had a future because he loves me. You know, we love our kids so much. You have three wonderful kids. In fact, recently you were able to bring them in the church for a little bit because uh, they were both uh, they were off, and you and your wife both work at the church, and, and they're just the most lovely kids. But you you love your kids in a special way. It's such a deep love. And my daughters, you know, I talk about her all the time. And even though she's 26 and lives in Pocatello, I talk to her at least three times a week, maybe four. And you you have such an incredible love. But to think how great the love that God has for us, I mean, it goes beyond that love. And it's so we could put it into perspective because we know how much we love our kids and we love our spouse. But to know that God loves us so much that he gave his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross for each and every one of us. That's awesome. Well, TJ, uh, we're uh, believe it or not, we're out of time. We ha- we haven't even got through a fourth of what we need to talk about. But <laughs> but I know that you're going to join me this week for this. And folks, 
I'm glad you're listening. And Pastor TJ, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And Lord bless you folks. Uh, Serve him with all you have. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.